Sunbelt expectations versus reality. It's time for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles on Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, David Schultz. We are getting ever so closer to 500 subscriptions. Really appreciate that. And actually, I went back and looked. It's really just kicked in since July. We we were almost, yeah, we were at like 300 at the beginning of July, just over 300. I went back to June and we were at 256. We were at 308, like at the beginning of July. And now we're at like 482. We are 18 away from 300. You guys are the best. All right, time for a Southern Miss, the expectations versus reality. And this one is a little bit uh, different because whereas Southern Miss is, is trying to get on a regular basis back to where they were. And they're trying to, you know, compete with right now what is going to be South Alabama and Troy and the App States, and the Coastal Carolinas, and the Marshalls. And Will Hall absolutely has them going in the right direction, right? They were three and nine. And I just remember Coach Will Hall, his opening game against, so opening game of the season, because it wasn't in the conference yet, was against uh, South Alabama. And he really felt like he let not only let Southern Miss down, he let the whole state down. It was, I mean, they got blown out. But, I mean, it's the first game. He knew he had a a tall task ahead of him. It wasn't going to be done overnight. And he had some future NFL players going against him. Jalen Tolbert was on the field. Uh, Jake Bentley was, like, the the career – one of the career active leaders in passing yardage in the NCAA. So, South Alabama had some veteran players with some talent. And Southern Miss was a little bit bereft, the right right word, Uh, short of that. In short order – uh, they went from three and nine to seven and six. So the expectations are, I would presume, let's get a little bit better. Let's see if we can go, you know, seven and five in the regular season and win a bowl game. Maybe eight wins. Whereas South Alabama has this really good team with a lot of experience coming back. Southern Miss is breaking in another new quarterback. And... They're playing Tulane, Florida State, and Mississippi State. Now, unfortunately for them, well, we'll see. It could it could go both ways. I mean, you're going against Will Rogers either way, but it's a new coach. So who knows how Zach Arnett is going to do this year for uh, Mississippi State. But he does have a veteran, a veteran quarterback back there. So maybe I was thinking about it a little bit differently. But he'll have plenty of experience, the new coach will, by the time Southern Miss plays Mississippi State. Uh, at the end of the season. So what, I mean, I think those are legitimate expectations because the reality is, you know, if if Southern Miss Golden Eagle fans, and and they were really great when they were making the run, you know, baseball wise and, you know, looked like they were headed towards the college world series, had their ace on the mound, like up like three or four, nothing and all was good. And it, it fell apart from there. But other than the Applebee's conversation, which was hilarious uh, in the in June of this year, that uh, 
they seem to be more level-headed than other fan bases who may have pipe dreams. They understand where they are. So I think the expectations, unfortunately, Frank Gore probably won't be here next year. But when you bring the quarterback back, if you if 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 Holman Edwards or Billy Wiles comes back next year, then the expectations can be higher. Then, you know, the Cajuns are going to be breaking a new quarterback. South Alabama is going to be breaking a new quarterback. We'll see what happens with Troy, right? So now the expectations in 24 can be a little bit higher than they are in 23. Because now the, the, the expectations are, let's do a little bit better than we did last year. I mean, you know, can you imagine if they go from like three and nine one year to 10 and three and two years later? That would be amazing. But, it had, you know, the quarterback situation has been in flux since Will has been there, right? He gets the big recruit to go to Tulane, and then he gets the job at Southern Miss, and the recruit gets hurt and takes off. And last year, Zach Wilkie, you know, pressed into action way too early as a freshman and, you know, lost some games, won some games, right? You got to get, you know, finished up very strong, got two wins in a row to finish with a winning record. You know, they very easily could have not gone to a bowl game and ended up with a losing record. Uh, but instead of losing four in a row to end the season, they won the last two, including the bowl game in Mobile, ironically enough, uh, at uh, at the Jaguar Stadium. So this year, again, the, the expectations are to get, I would think, a little bit better. I think nine. And if we go through the schedule, that may be a little bit too high. But if you get better by a little bit, even if you go... Again, you go seven and five and you win a bowl game and you go eight and five. Now you've improved five games in two seasons. And hopefully the quarterback who started this year is coming back in 2024. Then again, like I said, the expectations can be a little bit higher. But right now, the expectations are they'll be better at quarterback. Billy Wiles, a walk-on in Clemson in 2021 before being placed in scholarship in 2022 was two for four with 31 yards and a touchdown and 11 snaps at his time at Clemson, right? Holman Edwards went to Houston before going to uh, East Central Community College where he did, he did play a little bit of football compared to uh, Billy Wiles. Five games in 2021, and then nine games in 19 and 20. He's got a total of 12 touchdown, 12 touchdown passes and 13 interceptions. Now, the reality is that's where Southern Miss went wrong last year. Uh, they <laughs> uh, had issues not turning the ball over. Uh, they had... 16, well, hold on. They had 25 touchdowns passing-wise and 16 interceptions. If that's one person, it's not good. It was a collective. And so that's a bad spot. Let me see if that's the stats on both pages because Southern Miss's stats has uh, like Trey Lowe and Trey Lowe the third. Let's see here. We got it better. 
All right. So, yeah, see, this is different. On ESPN.com, it's got uh, maybe counting a quarterback twice. 20 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. We'll go with that one. But Zach Wilkie had eight TDs, nine interceptions. Trey Lowe, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Ty Keys, that's the a quarterback that got injured and, and is, I think, going to community college, was supposed to go to Syracuse, but didn't end up there. Uh, he had three and two. Wouldn't you know it, Frank Gore Jr., of course, because he's a super back, four touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> he had 15 attempts and four touchdowns. He had eight completions and four touchdowns. We're going to just name him super back. A period. His, no, his name is no longer Frank Gore Jr. He's super back. Jake Lay, uh, Jake Lang, who actually led Southern Miss to a late victory, I think, against Arkansas State in the fourth quarter. No touchdowns, one interception. So that's where you got to become a little bit more prolific offensively. Defensively, not great overall, but not bad. You're giving up 24 points a game in the Sun Belt. You're going to win a bunch of ball games. You just got to score more these days. All right, so we'll get into more specifics when uh, we come back. All right, we'll talk more about about the quarterbacks and then look over the schedule and see, again, what expectations are versus reality. But again, Tulane, Florida State, and Mississippi State all on the schedule. Can they win one of those games? They beat Tulane last year, and that Mississippi State game at the end of the year could be interesting. That is what I think. Let me tell you how great Nutrafol is. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommend, recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patent technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol's men hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code Locked On College. All right, Dave Schultz back on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I am getting, I believe, some shampoo and conditioner from them, and I will let you know how that goes in my case. All right, uh, back at it. We're doing expectations versus reality, Southern Miss, Golden Eagles, expectations versus reality on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. And again, the big thing is they got to get more consistently, more consistent play of offense on quarterbacking. And from all, everything that I'm hearing in camp that they will, but the reality is neither one of these quarterbacks has played at this level 
on a regular basis. Anyways, Billy Wiles certainly got some practice in against Clemson. That's got to count for something. Uh, and Holman Edwards played at the uh, junior uh, college level. So we'll see what happens. Again, you can't, if, if you're not having a lot of touchdowns, you can't have a lot of interceptions. Put it that way. If you're throwing 20 touchdowns a year, you got to have less than 10 interceptions. The 10 interceptions can get up there when you're starting to do 30 and 35. Like, all right, you're passing it a lot. You're going to have some interceptions. It's going to happen. Tipped balls, either by the offense or the defense, uh, and they get picked off. But once, but if you're only having 20, yeah. So they score about, what did I say, 20? They gave up about 23 points a game. They only scored 25 points a game. If they can get another, if they can add that to make it 30, 32, then, and keep the defense the same, they'll be in good shape. Now, let's go over the schedule because this is one, one heck of a schedule. Uh, we could go over last year's a little bit as well because they had some crazy ball games, right? I mean, it started off with the, big, the first game of the year, a four overtime loss to Hugh Freeze and Liberty, 29 27 in four uh, overtimes that uh, Frank Gore Jr. You know, tried to bring him back with 178 yards, but they lose. And maybe that spilled into the Miami ball game. Miami was not very good last year. And uh, they, you know, handed eventually Southern Miss a loss 30 to seven. I think, I think Miami got off to a little bit of a slow start, but it was 30 to seven. And it looked like we're heading in the wrong direction in 2022 for the fighting Will Halls. But they take care of Northwestern State, 64 to 10. And probably, or not probably, let's just say it, the Tulane game turned the season around. They beat a really good Tulane team in New Orleans, 27-24. And despite losing at Troy the next week, which there's no shame in doing because Troy's really good too, they ended up winning at the time five of six. They went from 0-2 to 5-3 with their one more loss on the road at Troy. No shame in that. But they had a crazy game against Arkansas State where, what they score? 13 points in the fourth quarter. They had even maybe a crazier game against Texas State. Back-to-back bombs. Texas State takes a 14-13 to lead, and Southern Miss comes back, you know, on the next drive, uh, and they get it from uh, Zach Wilkie with a 53-yard pass to Chandler Pittman for a 20-14 to a victory that's after a 74 yard pass put Texas state on top. Uh, they, they took care of the Cajuns. That game was maybe a little bit closer than the score would indicate a 20, a 39, 24, I think a late turnover uh, when the Cajuns were going down to get back in the ball game, ended up going uh, USM's way. Uh, and then didn't play very well at home against Georgia state. That that's one ball game. They're probably going to want back. Georgia State, not that good last year. They're okay, but you can't be losing 42-14 to 14 at home to Georgia State. Coastal, maybe another game they'd like to have back because Grayson McCall didn't play in that ball game, and they maybe let that one slip away. Coastal Carolina was a very much a different team, and they lost that ball game 26-23. They lose to South Alabama, a game they took the lead in, but Carter Bradley rallied the Jaguars and made it a 27-20 victory. Uh, and though they they did beat uh, Monroe on the road, not easy. And then uh, they took care of Rice, thirty eight twenty four. So they had some ball games in there that they could have won. They certainly could have beaten Liberty. All right, they certainly probably should have beaten Coastal Carolina. Uh, and maybe you could even include 
South Alabama now. So it could have been a few more wins last year, maybe. All right, but this year, this schedule is, whoa, all right? They get Alcorn State to begin with. All right, then they're playing Florida State. Can they get Florida State on the letdown? Because Florida State is opening with LSU. And whether they win or lose, and I would think that Southern Miss is rooting for Florida State to win. <laughs> they don't want to take their frustrations out on them. Either way, it's, it's with all due respect to Southern Miss, a little bit of a letdown. Right? That's a top 10 matchup, and you're coming in and you're taking on a Southern Miss. And then, then they get Tulane. How about that schedule for the Green Wave? The Green Wave start with South Alabama. They get Ole Miss at home. Both those games are at home. And then they get Southern Miss. Wow. Uh, Tulane could start out 0-3. I don't think they will, but I guess they could. And that ball game is in Hattiesburg. All right. Then you're going to Arkansas State. Somewhere along the way, Arkansas State's going to get better. But we'd like to think that Southern Miss is going to win that ball game. You get Texas State and ODU at home. Okay, so those probably have to be wins. You're at South Alabama, at, at South Alabama, and at Appalachian State. Those are going to be tough victories. Those are going to be tough ball games. Not impossible, but those are going to be tough. You get ULM at home. You come to the Cajuns. That'll be tough. That's on ESPNU. That's on a short week. You're at Mississippi State, and you get Troy at home. So let's go through the ones. Let's just we'll run through it here. Alcorn State is one win. We'll say they. Uh, lose to Florida State. We'll say they lose to Tulane for now. So they're one and two. They beat Arkansas State. They beat Texas State. They're three and two. They beat Old Dominion. They're four and two. They lose to South and they lose to App. They're four and four. Beat Monroe. That's five and four. Lose to Louisiana, five and five. And Mississippi State, five and six. So it's six and six. Okay. So if you beat Tulane, you're seven and five. That's where the improvement is. If you beat Tulane, and maybe you get one of those games on the road, may, can you knock off of South Alabama? Can you go into Boone, North Carolina, and take down the Mountaineers? And can you take down the Cajuns? Then all of a sudden, you might be looking at eight and four, and you're heading in the right direction, right? Because we said the expectations are to be better, all right? I'm not quite yet thinking that anybody thinks they're ready to compete for a conference title or even division title. But let's see if they can hang with the South Alabamas, which they did last year. See if they can do a little bit better job against Troy. See if they can, you know, beat uh, the Cajuns again, this time in Lafayette. So the possibility is there, but I think this is actually one of the teams that is their expectations are actually closer to reality than some of the other teams. Because like South Alabama, the expectations are way high, but their four toughest games are on the road. Are they going to win all four of those games? I doubt it. But mm, do they win three to have one of those great seasons? So all the difference between, and I'm sure it won't happen this way, right? They'll they'll beat Tulane and lose to somebody they're not supposed to, something along those lines. But you can see where they can be seven and five with, with a win over Tulane, and. Don't let one of those ball games like Arkansas State, Texas State, or Old Dominion sneak up on you. And then you just have to beat, you know, South Alabama, App State, or Louisiana. I mean, God forbid they go into Stark Vegas and take down the dogs. <laughs> Hattiesburg will be jumping. Uh, 
on the retreat, and it's an early morning trip. <laughs> it's an 11 a.m. ball game, Saturday, November 18th, against Mississippi State. So, yeah, I think that, again, these expectations and reality is much closer to each other than some of the other schools so far, like the Cajuns, right? Their expectations are banking on a quarterback in his fifth year who's coming off a knee surgery. It'll be eight months in recovery as he takes a start, right? Is it eight months? August, to, uh, December. Well, if he had it in, it'd be nine months in recovery. Nine months when the season starts. And he's never played a full season before. That's what they're banking on. Southern Miss is working in the new quarterbacks. And so we presume they'll be a little bit better, right? That the rest of the offense knows what they're doing and you're going to, and Frank Gore Jr. will still be there. And so I, I think, I think they have a shot at being better. I'll be disappointed if they're not better. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility, seven and five, eight and four. Anything better than that, then they've had a spectacular year. And I am counting, the, I'm discounting the quarterbacks way too much. But I think seven and five, eight and four is a possibility. All right. We rambled on a little bit too long there. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back to wrap things up with the expectations and reality for Southern Miss on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Okay, again, special thanks to everybody. I mean, we're, we're still going here uh, in terms of the subscriptions. Uh, we, I mean, we, I guess there's an outside shot. We could get to 500 subscriptions by the end of the week. That would be enormous. And it just feels like, you know, you get to that 500 mark and it's just growing a little bit faster, a little bit more. And maybe, again, the goal is by Thanksgiving to be at the 1,000 subscription mark. And I think we'll be able uh, to do that, especially when we're, you know, previewing games and, uh, you know, looking ahead and making picks. We did all right last year uh, making picks uh, early on. But, again, thank you so much. Remember, please subscribe in YouTube. And also, uh, the audio portion of the show, you can still get that wherever you get your podcasts from. The most popular ones are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you are using Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. That's a big help uh, as well. All right, let's wrap things up. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, so far, we've done uh, the Cajuns. We've done South Alabama and now Southern Miss. And as I've said, I think if they get solid quarterback play, and I'm presuming the defense is going to be just as good, if a little bit better. If the defense gets a little bit better, instead of giving up 23 points a game, maybe you give up 21, 20 points a game, and the offense gets it to where it's closer to 30 and 32, another touchdown, now you have some easier ball games and some easier victories. So you, especially in this in this conference, you know, I know Troy and Marshall play this outstanding defense. But, you know, the Cajuns are going to try and score. Uh, South Alabama is going to try and score. If you got to play App State, they're going to put points up on the board. Right. Texas, Texas State's trying to put points up on the board. Old Dominion's on the schedule. They want to put points up on the board. So somewhere along the way. You got to, you know, you got to put the fun in, in, in the, you got to put the fun belt in the offense when you're playing in this conference. And, and I think that's what I'd want to see a little bit better defensively and a bigger step offensively. And you can have, you can win eight ball games in this conference. You're going to have to take one on the road that you're not expected to get right, right, right now. I, 
I don't know if you can go. I think you can go and check out all the games. But they'll, they, you know, right now, they wouldn't be favored against South Alabama. They're not going to be favored against the Cajuns. And they certainly wouldn't be favored against App State. That may change come the season. Well, we're just talking about for right now. But maybe they get it. Maybe they get one of those games on the road. All right. And we're banking on now. We're banking on Tulane. And so you get seven and five. And that's a good season for Southern Miss. You go to another bowl game, maybe you win it, win it, and you got eight wins. And you've gone from three and nine two years ago to eight and five this year. And then the next year is where that's where we step up. That's where the next big leap comes, not only because hopefully their quarterback is coming back, whoever that may be between Billy Wiles or Holman Edwards, uh, or Zach Wilkie, who I know is not with the club right now, but hopefully he's back and hopefully everything is okay with his family. He said he was a a family matter. So hopefully everything is working out okay uh, for Zach's family. But um, the other teams around there, right? Again, the Cajuns will be breaking in a young quarterback. South Alabama will be breaking in a young quarterback. All right. So uh, it'll be a better opportunity in 2024 for Southern Miss to take a big leap and try, let's be honest, to compete for uh, the Sunbelt Western Division. They'll, they'll be they'll probably be one of the favorites because – by that time, a lot of the Troy guys that have won the championship, that'll be two years gone, or the experienced guys that are, are coming back, they'll be gone too. Because Tro- Troy was pretty good, but they have a lot of guys that are going to be gone after this year among the guys that were already gone from this past season. All right, a uh, little bit long of a episode, but that's okay. So the Miss fans enjoy hearing about uh, their club, and I do think there will be improvement in, uh, ever so slightly again a one or two game improvement from last year it has will hall heading uh this team in the right direction okay we'll do more expectations versus reality as the week goes on thank you so much for tuning in to locked on sunbelt your team every day i'm your host dave schultz continue to have a good week and we'll talk to you again soon